welcome to the Psych in Business podcast, where we highlight the integration of psychology and psychological principles into the world of business and organizations. I'm your host, Dr. Ernest Wade, and today I'm really excited to introduce you to my very first guest. I'm excited about this guest because she's one of the very first examples I saw of a psychologist using their psychological training and experiences to help leaders, teams, and businesses be successful in the business world. She's also one of my previous bosses and was instrumental in helping to develop me into the consultant I am today. I'm talking, of course, of Dr. D. Ramsell. D. Ramsell's credentials include a doctorate in clinical psychology and an MBA, as well as experience as a clinician, mental health executive, organizational development consultant, and medical college professor. From 2012 to 2019, she served as the executive director of VHA's National Center for Organization Development, better known as NCOD, where she was also my boss. In that capacity, she was responsible for assisting leadership to improve the organizational health of VA. NCOD implements and supports national organizational health improvement activities and provides organization development and consulting services at, at the individual, team, and organization level. These services were provided to an organization with over 400,000 employees and over 120,000 trainees. Dr. Ramsell stays active in professional societies and community organizations. She is past president of both the Society of Psychologists in Management and the Society of Consulting Psychologists, American Psychological Association, Division 13. She is also a former associate professor employed for over 30 years at the Medical College of Wisconsin. She was a co-principal investigator in the area of executive coaching outcomes and has published multiple articles in peer-reviewed journals, particularly in the areas of employee engagement, psychological safety, and change management. She has won multiple awards, including the highly competitive 2019 Meritorious Presidential Rank Award. Wow. Other recent awards include Leadership Worthy Following, leadership worthy following Excellence in Developing Consulting Psychologist Award, the 2021 Society of Psychologists and Leadership Distinguished Psychologists in Management, and the American Psychological Association Presidential Citation. She's a fellow of the American Psychological Association Society of Consulting Psychologists. Dr. Ramsell is currently an associate editor of the APA Journal Psychological Services. Wow. D. Ramsell, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. And I am delighted to be here. Thank you for having me as a guest. Dee, I am so in awe of all the things that you've accomplished. There's so much to get through. So I'm going to jump right in. Okay. I'm really interested in knowing, firstly, how did you get from doing clinical work to providing uh, you know, consulting services to businesses, especially at the VA? Well, I was working at VA in mental health and I was started as a clinician and then a supervisor and then a manager. And the next thing you know, I am responsible for a 200 bed residential mental health rehabilitation program. And that meant I'm basically full-time management supervisor. So mm -hmm. I decided to go to school and learn something about being a manager and a leader because you don't get much of that in graduate school in psychology. Mm -hmm. So I got my MBA. When I finished my MBA, I felt like I had so much time on my hands because I wasn't doing homework and I wasn't going to classes. So I went to my boss and I said, I need a special project where I can apply what I learned in business school to healthcare. And he said, you know, I can't think of anything. 
And so I said, okay, well, then I'm going to your boss. And he said, sure. So I went to the chief of staff for the hospital where I was working. And he said, you know, I've always wanted a leadership development program for our hospital. And at the time, I knew nothing about leadership development. I had no business doing it, but it sounded like fun. It sounded like a challenge. And so I said, sure, I'll do that. And he connected me up with a psychologist that had done a lot of leadership development. And she connected me with a woman who had started the National Center for Organization Development in VA. And when I talked with the founder of NCOD, she and I hit it off immediately. And I knew right then that was where I wanted to spend the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't able to do that immediately because, you know, you know how it is. Consultants travel. And, yes. And I, I had kids in high school and I, 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 I didn't want to travel that much. So as soon as they finished high school, I joined the National Center for Organization Development. And that was indeed the second half of my career. That's such a that's a, such an amazing journey, Dee. And I remember because when I came into NCOD, you were the director of NCOD, and so I remember uh, going on projects with you where you would you would have us sit down and walk through the individuals involved in the the teams that we're working with, try to understand their perspective, try to understand them as individuals, and then look before we even look at the team dynamics and try to come up with a solution. I'm sure you've got great examples of the work that you did at the VA, especially because I know you worked at the very highest levels there. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, so let me talk just a little bit about work at the the individual, the team, and then the organization level. Um, one of my favorite executive coaching uh, assignments was a hospital director. And her emotional intelligence wasn't what it needed to be. She was doing things like getting frustrated and and throwing things at her Oof. union leader when when they didn't agree on negotiations. Throwing things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nothing oh. lethal, but you know, still that's really inappropriate <laughs> for a senior executive. And so her boss, the regional director, asked me to do some coaching with her. And we did, and we we talked a lot about well, we started with the 360, which I like to do so we can get some um, information from boss, direct reports, and peers. And then we put together a, a, some goals and we put together a development plan and we worked on that. And uh, I am proud to say that when I finished, the regional director came to me and thanked me and said, she has gone from the worst director in my region to the best hospital CEO in my region. And so that that's one that, that uh, really touched me, um, felt really so- good. So let me ask you, because that's 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 a big change. So how did you make that happen? Well, a number of things. First of all, um, once we got the 360 feedback, I fed that back to her. And, and I think I did it in a way that she could accept it because mm-hmm. it was pretty clear. It wasn't just that she was throwing things at the union leader. She just she was not controlling her anger. She she would just get frustrated and angry and act out in, in ways that an executive simply can't. And so um, she didn't throw things at you when you gave her the feedback. Never. (laughs) (laughs) And, and so we put together, what could she do when she felt herself getting that angry? And what was the first sign that she felt herself getting that angry? So we kind of Mm -hmm. walked it back so that she could um, implement some of those strategies. And I was able to uh, spend a couple of days at her um, hospital and watch her in meetings and watch her as she led teams and led her, her senior direct report team and, and so on and give her feedback in the moment. That was a really mm-hmm. helpful for both of us, for me to see it and for her to get the feedback. 
and I gave her homework. <laughs> it's not just that I, we had goals and uh, she had homework to do after each session so that she was practicing when I wasn't there. And I, I think all that together was pretty helpful. That's, that's awesome to hear that, that, that intervention that you were able to, to, to provide, just giving that feedback, you know, almost being like a mirror for her to really see what was really going on. She was yes. able to make some real improvements. That's fantastic. Yes. I, th I think that was the start of her. Oh, <laughs> this mm -hmm. isn't, this isn't what I wanted mm -hmm. for myself in my career. So I, yes, I agree. I think that was pretty helpful. Cool. And I know you did some work with teams as well, right? Yes. Um, this is one of my very first projects. I worked with a, a pharmacy team and it start it actually started out as a uh, coaching project. There was a female PharmD, and, and this was early, you know, this was at least 20 years ago. And she was having trouble fitting in with her team and really had kind of a lack of confidence. And so mm -hmm. I was um, asked to coach her and, and just really, really enjoyed her. She was really bright and she was uh, trying so hard and willing to try anything. But after uh, a few coaching sessions, it became obvious there were some issues in the leadership team. It, was, it wasn't all her. There was some team dynamics going on there, too. This was early in the days um, of PhD-level clinical pharmacists. And pretty much everyone else in the department was a bachelor's-level pharmacist, which was the norm 30 yeah. years ago and, and was just ch changing then. And almost everyone else in her department was male. And so I started meeting with the leadership team as a whole, including her. And then I think there was only four of them. And we started talking about some of the team dynamics. We started talking about um, how just basic meeting management, for one thing. I mean, mm -hmm. getting frustrated because they didn't have agendas. They didn't have ground rules. So just basic meeting management kinds of things and, and kind of help them understand some of the dynamics going on in working with someone with a higher degree and someone who is female mm -hmm. in, in a system that had already been set and incorporating her in the things that she could do that were really helpful and the things that weren't really appropriate it, and, and helped her really find a, a niche um, that I think that assignment went really well too. I know it certainly did for her because she said to me, you saved my career. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of the best compliments I've ever had. You know, I, I really love the, the, the flow there, you know, cause you went from working with the individual and then that has had a cascading impact on the team. Right. I think yes. one of the things that you, you, you've always done really well is just being able to identify those individual differences and how those can impact the, the team environment. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I think that was helpful for her. And then I'm going to tell about uh, um, several things at the organization development level, just super briefly. Uh, one of the things that I'm uh, most proud of is bringing change management to the VA. VA has to undergo a lot of change, like everybody these days, but especially mm -hmm. healthcare. And there was no formal change management system. And so the team at NCOD and I investigated what possibilities there were from making our own model and, and philosophical framework to purchasing off the shelf and, and decided what we wanted to do there and brought that systematically to VA. And so they still today are using that change management system. Mm. Another similar um, higher level organization uh, project 
was the employee engagement survey that VA did annually. And that was developed by National Center for Organization Development uh, by my predecessor before I was there. But it wasn't used as much as it should have been. And so you probably know many organizations that just put out a survey and then they do nothing with it. And it's more frustrating than if they hadn't done a survey at all. NCOD, uh, while I was leader there, developed a whole huge system for getting all of that data down to over 20,000 individual teams so that each team could use their own data. And then it could be rolled up to all the levels. So all the levels of management and leadership could use that data in, in improving the workplace. So that's that's one of the things I'm really I, I love, I mean, one of the, one of the things that I love is technology and especially data. And so I love the use of data here to help understand yes. an environment, an organizational environment so that you can be very specific and targeted towards your, uh, towards addressing the issues there. So I really appreciate that, that, that use of the employee engagement survey, especially because you're right, organizations don't use that very well. I think part of that, they don't really know what to do with it. Right. And I right. think you, know, you, you, You've demonstrated there in, in that NCOD is, is a group of consultants and psychologists understands what to do with that information. Yes, yes. And a funny story related to that is um, when we put together that much more elaborate and helpful system, the secretary at the time said he had five priorities and one of them was employee engagement. Mm. And so when when the survey results came back and I'm going over them with him, he, he said, that he wasn't surprised that VA was was doing at the level they were doing and, and reminded me that it was one of his top five priorities. And mm-hmm. I had to say to him, because it was true, it may be one of your priorities, but you haven't done one single thing to promote it. You really need to be thinking as the wow. top leader in the system, how you can promote this and get mm-hmm. behind this and show real leadership in this area. So that was, uh, using some of my psychology training there too, to be able to give him that feedback in a way that wouldn't put him off and yet send the message. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's one of the, the things I think is really cool about the work that you do, especially as a psychologist is, is that you have that training uh, as a psychologist, you know, that understanding of human behavior and interactions. Can you say a little bit more about how you've used that throughout your career to help you in the work that you've done? Yes, I use it a lot in executive coaching, as you might imagine. And you mentioned individual differences. That's so important. It's so frequent that people that I'm coaching assume that because they like to get information in a certain way, they like to communicate in a certain way, they behave in a certain way, that they think that their employees are motivated by the same things, are going to respond in the same way. And they also think that of their boss. Mm -hmm. And so... I do a lot of coaching that ends up talking about how do you motivate your employees? In fact, I I tell managers, you should be able to tell me what motivates each and every single one of your employees individually. It's not the same thing. You need Mm -hmm. to know that. You need to understand that. And Mm -hmm. I do a lot of coaching and managing up too. And I say, just because you like to get information, let's say by text, your boss may be older school, may prefer email, may prefer Mm -hmm. in person, may prefer phone. I mean, then that's just one example of understanding individual differences. What are your boss's hot buttons? How are you going to solve his or her problems? That's how you manage up. And so I, psychology training has been absolutely invaluable in, in executive coaching. I, and of course, I use it when I work with teams too. 
mm-hmm. understanding the dynamics of teams. I, I mentioned that pharmacy team earlier on. You know, uh, one of the things you study in, in psychology is is um, family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And when we go to work, we all go to work with a history, right? <laughs> Absolutely. The earliest history of being in a team or being in a group like that is your family. And so you bring that in as your implicit understanding of the world and understanding of teams and team dynamics. And I'm definitely, absolutely not a psychoanalyst, but I know that that early history influences how you come to work. And so helping teams see some of that and point some of that out, helping them see each other as individuals. There's some exercises like the timeline exercise is really helpful for that. Um, I think it goes a long way in helping teams. And then at the organizational level, oh, go right ahead. No, I was going to say, I I really appreciate that perspective because I remember one of the things that I learned at NCUD is to look at, you know, use that family dynamic perspective to understand the teamwork, right? Because I think a lot yes. of the times when we leave home, when we go to work, we don't always think about it as as, a, as that team and that family environment and understand that different people have different perspectives and things like that. So that was one of the things that I really appreciated uh, that, that, I, that I learned from you guys at, at, at NCOD. Thank you. And I couldn't agree more. Just briefly at the organizational level, I think there's a lot of things that psychology is helpful in that. You mentioned earlier um, being data-based. Um, any interventions that, that NCOD did or I do in my own business are always customized and data-based. I'm mm-hmm. sure you are familiar with other consulting firms that they have their off-the-shelf program, and no matter what you bring to them, that's what they're going to give you. Same yeah. thing. It's n- neither data-based nor customized. And I don't think that works. Uh, mm-hmm. I, psychology certainly teaches you that understanding research and bringing research and looking at the research. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. really happy that we were able to do some research at NCOD, um, certainly in employee engagement, uh, a lot of that in psychological safety and civility, uh, employee engagement, lots of areas that I think that's important. And you don't always get that from consultants. And then the last thing is systems thinking. Um, Psychology training absolutely trains you to think in a system and general systems theory way. And I think that's really helpful too, because especially in change management, it helps you understand if you make a change in one part of the organization, it's probably mm-hmm. going to affect other parts. And Absolutely. You can't just leave that there and do what's best there and ignore everything else because of <laughs> the way systems work. Which people do a lot, right? They think the change is just in this area and they don't think about the cascading impact or the cascading effect. So I really appreciate that. You know, you mentioned systems thinking. Can you say a little bit more about how how you you actually integrate the systems thinking from from the psychology part to that of the business part? Because you also have an MBA, so you can think with both hats on there. Yes, I think probably the way I do that most frequently is um, when I help with strategic planning. You know, I mentioned that when I discovered organization development, I, I couldn't wait to do that. But I I had five years before I could do that. And so mm-hmm. I, I took a lateral job, actually, in working at the corporate level in um, strategic, the Office of Strategic Planning. And that was really helpful in helping me think about systems thinking, because I worked with a lot of regional directors on how to think about their group of hospitals as a system. 
And and if they are not, it might be their budget, it might be their resource allocation, mm -hmm. it might be their FTE allocation. They had to think as a system, and I was helpful in in prompting that and helping them think through that. Yeah, I love that. I love that that integration of of the psychology with the business. I think that that is where you know that's where the gold is, right? I think putting those things together, and not just in terms of what you can do with humans, but in terms of also helping them think through how they can better integrate these things. Yes, and and you know, one of my classmates at graduation said to me, and and we had talked a lot, so he was pretty familiar with me. But it just dawned on him at, at our graduation, and he says, "Wow." You really have it made. You understand <laughs> business because you have an MBA <laughs> and you understand people because of your psychology degree. You're going to be great at this. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I completely agree with that. I think, you know, especially because you do understand the psychology, which is the people, right? And then you have the right. MBA, which is the business. And so you're able to really put that together and it makes you, somebody described this, it makes you a unicorn, right? It makes you rare <laughs> because I think that's one of the things that uh, that you can bring to bear is both the understanding of, of the psychology piece as well as the business world. And you're able to really leverage that really well. I, I hope so. I like to think yeah. so. So now, idea. I know that you're, you're supposed to be retired, but I know that you're also doing a lot of coaching and consulting. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about what you're doing there right now? Well, I was retired for a bit, but I, I kind of flunked retirement. You know, I retired right <laughs> before COVID and then not much happened at all. And then I decided to... Um, start Ramsel Consulting LLC, my own small business. So I do a little bit of executive coaching. I do a little bit of team building. I do some organizational consulting, um, which includes strategic planning. I put together a mentoring program. Uh, one of my more interesting assignments was working on emotional intelligence with the College of Engineering. <laughs> wow, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, so that's the, that's the kind of thing I, I'm doing right now, just part-time. Okay. Well, what, how can people get a hold of you? How, how do people reach out to you and, and contact you? Well, my email is d at ramsoconsulting.com. So that's pretty easy. Okay. Um, I have a website and there's a form on there. It's just www.ramsoconsulting.com. Or my phone uh, is 513-413-2386. Awesome. Thanks, Dee. I, I really appreciate you sharing that information. Uh, now, before I before we wrap up, I, there's so much more I want to get to, but you know, I want to I want to make sure that uh, we keep this pretty short. So we'll have to have you come back, is what I'm going to do, right? We'll have to have you come back and talk more about this. Uh, before we wrap up, yeah, I want to just give you the stage and just ask: Do you have a tip for our audience? You know, I mean, you have such great knowledge and expertise and experience. What tip would you provide to our audience out there? I guess what I would say is there's been a lot of talk about the upcoming talent war about the boomers retiring and about fewer people in the workplace and there's going to be a war for talent and it hadn't hasn't really materialized but it is here now mm -hmm. and you'll notice that wages are going up uh, there's vacancies people are looking to hire and so what i would say to managers and leaders if you are not thinking about employee engagement if you are only thinking about keeping costs as low as possible about the tasks you're performing and about business outcomes and the bottom line dollar, you are going to be missing out because the talent war is going to get tighter and tighter. And so I would say, absolutely, you should be thinking about employee engagement right now. How are you mm -hmm. going to engage your employees so they are going to uh, be 
engaged in their job, happy in their job, satisfied and working their best for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that advice, right? Especially as you mentioned that there's 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 a bit of a shortage right now. And so and that is going to get worse. So really making sure that we're thinking about how to engage our employees to get the very best out of them. Yes. Great advice, Dee. Well, thank you so much, Dee, for coming on the show and being my very first guest. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate everything that you've done for me as a consultant. You have been fantastic. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. You are more than welcome. And thank you for inviting me. I've enjoyed our chat. Of course. And we'll definitely have to have you come back to talk a little bit more. <laughs> Sounds good. Happy All right. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Dee. And for my listeners, thanks for, so much for listening. And we will hopefully talk to you again soon. Bye now. Bye.